welcome to Positive Talk with Kevin McDonald. Hey, that's me. Hi, and welcome to Positive Talk. Our show features the best positive stories and people from around the globe as we endeavor to answer the universal question of why am I here and what is my purpose? Understanding that can change everything and knowing your greatness is fundamental to living your best life. So join us right now as together we work to create the adventure of our lifetime. And today we get to have a show that has been 20 years in the making, 21 years in the making, because this is my 21st year of being associated with KKNW. And uh, we have got a wonderful guest. Uh, but first, I've got to talk to my board operator and the um, program director of Kixie and KKNW. And that would be Eric. Eric, how are you? Good afternoon and happy Friday, Kevin. I'm doing fine. Good. Happy buddy. New Year to you, by the way, too, because this is the first show uh, we've done on Kixie this year. That's right. That's right. And uh, it is raining like cats and dogs at my house. Are there cats and dogs raining everywhere? <laughs> it is pretty wet out there. That's for sure. <laughs> well, you know, I got to tell you, we have a great show today, and my guest is... Um, I've known him for 21 years now. 20, gosh, it seems like a long time, doesn't it? And uh, he was with me the very first day that I started a show on KKNW in 2003. It was called Spirit Talk at that time. That's right, very briefly. Very briefly, because I figured <laughs> out that that was not the, the appropriate name. And then, then it changed to... Uh, 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 the Kevin McDonald show positive talk in the afternoon. And then we figured out that that was like way too long. And so it became positive talk radio and has been such ever since. And, uh, I got to ask you, uh, how long were you with KKNW at the time that that show started? Uh, what year was that again? <laughs> <laughs> started in January, 2003, 2003. So I had been, uh, close to three years of KKNW at that point. Wow. Well, I got to tell you that uh, because of a couple things. First of all, if you have not listened to KKNW, I know we're on Kixie today, and this is a 50,000-watt blowtorch that goes all over the place and <laughs> has got some great programming on it, including on John Tesh uh, every day from 10 till 3, and I, I'm fortunate enough to follow him on Fridays. Uh, with positive talk radio and uh um but kknw has a unique place in in my view american radio history and and the, the reason i say that is that i've looked at different places to maybe place our program and there really is nothing like kknw can you give us a um a brief uh, synopsis of i know kknw turned from uh, a CNN affiliate to a uh, a local programming station in 2003, right, right, right when I joined it. But it was that the um, what has been the um, the phenomenal changes in KKNW over the years, and what was the original purpose? Do you remember? Well, um, yeah, the, the original purpose, the reason why we went from being a headline news uh, affiliate to um, embracing the 
variety talk uh, that we still embrace to this day, 20, 20 years later, is that uh, you know we wanted to give a voice to the community. We wanted uh, folks that had always dreamed of uh, being on the radio and, and talking about the things they wanted to talk about uh, a chance to do, do so. Um, and uh, with the overarching goal that it be positive, uh, which you picked up on right away <laughs> and came up yeah. with Positive Talk Radio, uh, which which we loved and uh, so glad that, uh, you know, it, it shoehorned right into what we were trying to do. Um, and then over the years, you know, we've had our ups and downs, you know, with uh, uh, people coming and going and some some talk not being as positive as we'd hoped. But, uh, um, you know, basically, you know, we embrace free speech and we embrace the idea that, uh People should have a chance to talk to their community. It really is a unique concept in the industry. Have you found that to be true? Absolutely. Yeah. I, I don't know of many other stations like us. I, I matter, I've looked. I've looked pretty thoroughly, and I can't find not, not one <laughs> that, that, that can say that they are our alternative talk or can embrace local people looking at local issues and in the or national people it doesn't matter it's it's all but it's all promoted and put together by the hosts themselves and from independent companies and you provide the forum that allows them and also by the way the expertise to be able to take folks from a wide range of skill sets and abilities to make them sound good on the radio and to make them sound like they actually know what they're doing, which I fall into that category when I first started with you. Well, you're getting better every day, so. <laughs> <laughs> I better. Sometimes it works out. But I just wanted to say thank you to you personally because you became a, a vital part of Positive Talk Radio, um, and you were a you were embedded fabric of every show, and you added a great deal to what we talked about and and the, what we tried to get done and and i dare say that it would not have been nearly as successful as it was had you not been part of it so i wanted to thank you publicly for that well i appreciate that yeah we had uh, other uh, great team members involved um on you know with your uh with the program um and uh you know and they all contributed well and, and you've got great people involved working with you now um, and they all do a great job contributing to the show as well. So it's always been a team effort. Um, so that's one thing that's been really nice is meeting new uh, and interesting people that are interested in getting out, uh, you know, a good message on the radio and um, expressing themselves. And, uh, you know, right from the very beginning, you were doing that. You weren't just going, uh, uh, it's Kevin, it's all about Kevin. <laughs> you know, you were like, how can I get other folks involved? And you did a good job with that. So uh, kudos there. Well, thank you. Because it, to, to me, that was the essence of what we were trying to do is to form a community. And I really wanted to make it so that you could tune in um, and you could feel like you were part of a community of people listening to the show. And I tried to ask questions that the audience would be wanting to ask and and that sort of thing with the all the individuals we've had i mean when you look back on it uh eric we've had some extraordinary human beings uh with neil donald walsh and gary zukoff and and uh, uh greg braden and tony ventrella who's a, a local phenomenon here and 
and many, many others. And uh, it's, it's, it's been a great ride. But the reason that I bring that up is to, is to say that it was, it was years. I did not know that you were a musician, I think, because you never brought it up because it was all focused about the show. But you were a musician way back then and were working on developing your musical stylings. That's true. Yep. Yep. And I'd like to think I've gotten better over the years, too. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, everything's. And, and just like your show, things got much better once I involved other people, um, which can be tough, you know, at the beginning. Uh, so, you know, just finding like minded people to uh, play with over the years has been really great. And um, I've grown as a as a musician and as a songwriter and a performer um, in that time, thankfully, largely <laughs> due to bandmates um, and, uh, you know, playing shows with other bands out there. So, yeah, it's been a fun ride. But, yeah, the, I didn't talk about it too much back then because it was very embryonic at the time. But also, I, I'm not, you know, uh, my job is to help folks with radio. It's not to, you know, try and promote my my hobby, <laughs> you know. Um, <laughs> so, you know, when, it, when I thought it was appropriate to talk about uh, when people asked me about it, uh, that's when I was happy to talk about it, but I'm not trying to push myself or my artistic stuff onto people. I'm just hoping that uh, magically, maybe, <laughs> folks will stumble across uh, something that I've done and, and enjoy it. And if they don't, that's fine, too. Um, like I said, it is largely a hobby, but uh, we've been really lucky in 2023 in that uh, we've had some interest pick up um, in the group, which is very satisfying. Um, although kind of surprising because again, we've been going for a while, you know, and, uh, it, it would have been cool to have some attention where we're younger and thinner, but <laughs> you know, what are you going to do? <laughs> well, you know that, uh, I'm a Beatles fan have been forever and I, so I referenced them a lot and, you know, people tend to think that they got their start in 63 and and 64 when they hit america they were actually playing together for like seven years before 1963 and they were like 15 mm -hmm. and 16 and so it takes time doing to, the rounds as a skiffle band that's exactly <laughs> right they were a skiffle band and then then john met paul and and paul brought george and and they went to hamburg and they met ringo and there, that's how they became who they are. But it took time, and it absolutely, took, they were playing like six days a week in Hamburg. They were playing like seven or eight hours a day, six days a week, and that's how they became the band that they were. So it takes time. That's that's my only point. Absolutely, you know. And so now, twenty twenty three is a banner year for you and your band, which is called Battersea. That is and, correct. Yes, and they you have have got an album which. I'll use the uh, proper language. You're dropping your album today. That's right. Yeah. T today's the first time that folks can buy it. Um, and uh, if they're interested in doing that, they would go to batterseetheband.bandcamp.com. And you've written most of the songs or some of the songs? All of the songs. Oh, very nice. Because yeah. I was looking at your, your bio here and... And you've joined with two gentlemen that have uh, uh, B.J. Robertson, Robertson, and uh, uh, where's the other one here? Uh, Nate Marshall, right? 
That's right. Yeah. And, and BJ is no longer with the band. Uh, unfortunately, I uh, had to give up drumming this last year due to some health issues. Uh, but uh, he plays on the album um, and uh, the, the pictures of him are in the, the, the booklet that we have uh, for the album. So he, he's very much a part, especially of this album. And uh, we wish him well. But uh, we've got a fantastic new drummer named Kyle. Um, who's going to be playing with us going forward at our various live shows. So it uh, should be great. And Nate Marshall, fantastic bass player, um, who, you know, compliments uh, my songwriting very well. Uh, both those guys just uh, magically uh, know what to add to these songs to really flesh them out um, and make them way more listenable <laughs> than if it was just me at a guitar. Well, but that is what a band should be. Absolutely. The, the collaboration of all three members adding their own uh, spice to it and their own abilities and, and coming up with different things, I, I, th I think it's great. Well, I wanted to say congratulations to you because I can't think of it happening to a nicer guy because I, and I think the album's going to do well. Don't you? I hope so. Yeah, I, I hope so. Um, you know, it took us a, a while to get this done, uh, you know, because we all work full time, we all have, you know, careers um, and other interests and stuff. So, you know, it takes time. And then as a small band, as an indie band without like a huge audience, there's not like like a record company going, gentlemen, we, we've got to get this album done. We've got to get this out, you know, for our clamoring fans. You know, it's like, yeah. Folks come and see us and we appreciate it, but it's not like, you know, the, the Beatles or anything like that. Uh, so um, it, it really had to be just like, oh, when we were happy with uh, the performance, when we were happy with the recordings uh, and we got to 10 of those, <laughs> let's go ahead and put it out for folks. Exactly. And by the way, you forgot the one word yet. You're well, not famous yet. <laughs> but You never but you know. know. What? You never know. Yeah, that's absolutely true. But the the cool thing is, you like the music. It's it's yeah. part of you. It's part of who you are. And on and that fam famous thing, um, all the bands that I've loved. I know you're a huge fan of the Beatles, which is probably biggest band of all time. But all the groups that I love were really small. You know, <laughs> all the music that I got into were were bands that were playing clubs their whole career, rather than. I mean, there's a few that graduated on to uh, like arenas and stuff uh, or theaters. And, but that's a rarity for me. Most of the bands that I love, uh, you know, I have to fly to other places to see them live <laughs> because they, they can't afford to tour. So, uh, you know, with influences like that, I, I never imagined uh, us being, you know, uh, the kind of band that would be playing Climate Pledge Arena or anything like that. But uh you know, playing the the rock clubs around here um, is just as fun uh, for me. And that's the kind of show that I like going to. So um, being able to play venues like that is what I've always dreamed about. And the fact that we're able to do that now is pretty cool. Well, you know, I and I've always loved music. And I don't know if you know this, but uh, for a period of time after Positive Talk Radio and I ended up doing a show late night on KKNW. Which I remember ah yeah and we had tons and tons of local bands it is amazing to me how many talented people are in the area we're really lucky yeah we've got a great music scene 
And, you know, it's been tough for the Seattle musicians because, um, again, there's not usually a lot of money associated with uh, making independent music. Um, and, you know, how rents have kind of skyrocketed here in the, the Northwest. Uh, it's been tough for people to stay in Seattle and continue making music. Uh, but, you know, most of those folks have gone to the outlying communities like Tacoma and stuff. So we still have an extremely uh, uh, cool music scene that is really thriving. It just may not be, you know, centered in downtown Seattle anymore, if it ever was, or Capitol Hill, uh, because those places are, you know, a little too expensive for uh, your average indie musician. Well, and, and the way that, that you get into venues like that has changed over the years. And now they expect the bands to either pay or come up with so many ticket sales or, you know, various things in order to book those things. You know, and you were talking about um, getting signed to a record deal. There was a local band called The Senate. I, I don't know if you ever knew of them. Um, and they were, they were signed. Yeah, they were big in Washington. Yes, and they were they were signed to a contract. DC. That, yeah. Well, in fact, oh, that. Oh, that uh, hold on. Uh, so, That's no, way more than that deserved. But uh, <laughs> so that, uh, but they they signed a record deal here, mm -hmm. and um, they ended up because of how the contracts work, they can up they can front you money. And then you make an album, and then they expect the album to do X. Right. And when it doesn't do X, they want their money back. And they were they were paying that record company back for like ten years. So there's something to be said for being an indie artist rather than getting locked down to a contract. Well, that's the thing. We never wanted to go in debt <laughs> for our music, and we've managed now. I mean, uh, recording. Uh, equipment has gotten to the point where you can do something that sounds really good in a home studio now, whereas back in the day, you would have really had to go shell out, you know, $30 an hour um, to make a good sounding record. So, uh, yeah, that would have been even tougher <laughs> for a band like ours that is not exactly, you know, going platinum. Uh, but thankfully now, um, you know, we've really seen uh, musical equipment get more affordable um, in some aspects, at least in the recording aspects. Uh, so we were able to make our album at, in my home studio, um, and I'm very pleased with how it turned out because we did go that other route uh, a few years back um, and go into a studio and uh, you know spent a couple hundred dollars recording just a, a couple songs, and we just weren't all that happy with it because we were kind of, nervous you know um being <laughs> being oh, yeah. there in a professional room and um and uh you know me thinking about just the money evaporating also <laughs> just made the performances just not as good as uh, we got when we were you know able to do this at our own pace at our own time so i'm really thankful for that well and because of your skills as a board operator and a producer you can do those things so you don't require somebody to come in and do it who doesn't know what you're doing. And, and so they make changes that you might not approve of. Well, that, that is very helpful, but uh, I definitely had a huge um, uh, assistance on recording this record uh, in that once it was recorded, uh, my friend Mike Krushka 
um, who's uh, played with uh, a bunch of different bands over the years um, and also has a, a great Bandcamp site, uh, MikeKrushka.Bandcamp.com. Um, and his band is called Yesterday's Velvet Dream, which is uh, just a musical project that he does in his studio. Uh, he was kind enough to mix the record for us and did a great job. Um, and, uh, and, you know, I couldn't have, it wouldn't have been anywhere near as good without his assistance and input. So I got to give big thanks to him and people definitely need to check out his music. That's Krushka, uh, K R U S H K A <laughs> for folks out there that want to check out his stuff. Cause I, I really think, uh, Kevin, you would love it. Um, uh, the stuff that he's recorded, it's, it's so good. Uh, he's kind of a recluse, <laughs> so he doesn't get out there and promote as much as he should. So, uh, I'm, I'm glad to have a chance to plug his stuff too, cause it's fantastic. And, uh, he, yeah, he, he was great, uh, and invaluable, um, in the assistance and getting this, uh, album mixed, um, and, uh, you know, ready to, uh, hit people's ears. <laughs> and what's his name again? Mike Krushka. Perfect. Go go find him and look at his music and what he's doing because indie artists are really cool. They they got their passion about their work. They're really excited about it. And in some cases, you know, it turns into something great and I've I've been fortunate enough to interview a bunch of folks that have done really well. As a matter of fact, the theme song that I use is uh, was written by a gentleman by the name of Tommy Tika, and he uh, wrote that kind of for me. But then he took that song and he put it onto uh, an album, and it has uh, he's got ten thousand views on on YouTube with that song. It's called Fire and Ice, so you can go listen to that. But it's it uh, it's really a lot of fun. Now you did a three minute little thing that what I'd like to do is to play that and then we'll go to, to commercials at the bottom of the hour and then we're going to come back and we're going to play some of your music because people are saying all right you're talking about it but i want to hear what he does that sounds great yeah i i put together this trailer that just features a, a small snippet of every song on the album there's 10 songs on the album so this is about uh three minutes long and it's got some pictures uh from the record sleeve um or CD sleeve, I guess I should say. People still think of records as being vinyl, even though record just means a recording. <laughs> so, right. But, people but get too know. precious about those <laughs> terms, I think. But uh, I went and looked at vinyl records now. They are now yeah. collector's items, and they are very expensive. Well, you know, vinyl is doing extremely well. It's selling on par with CDs these days, and we'd love to have our album come out on uh, vinyl at some point too, but, uh, right now it's just a little too expensive to manufacture that for the, ma the demand that we have. But, you know, uh, if this, uh, you know, manages to sell <laughs> more copies on CD and, uh, digital downloads, um, then, uh, yeah, we'll look at a vinyl pressing at some point. So where can they, since it dropped today, where can they upload the album or where can they buy a CD from? You can download it at BatterseeTheBand.Bandcamp.com. There's other Batterseas out there that have unfortunately hijacked our names and we don't have the uh, powerful lawyers to <laughs> get them to cease and desist. Um, but uh, if you go to BatterseeTheBand.Bandcamp.com, you will find us. 
Oh, that's awesome. Well, let's let's play that. I'm anxious to hear it. I you got it. it. Here we go. Awesome there. Hey, thank like you. That. And and the the full video uh for that is available on YouTube. Uh you just put in Battersea shooting day for night uh, and you'll find that trailer uh if you want to check it out. Oh, I think I try think before cool. you buy if you like. <laughs> <laughs> so now let me ask you, was it the music first or the lyrics or what do how do you how does your process work? I typically um write both at the same time. Uh, to get a little bit of an idea for like a chord progression or something, and then kind of uh, think of little phrases or something that goes along maybe with that musical phrase. Um, and then, you know, kind of build on it from there, both musically and lyrically. 
do you keep a little uh, notepad on you in case some something uh, strikes you as being a great lyric you want to remember? I do, but I don't use it as much as I should. <laughs> I tend to come up with great stuff and then, like right before I'm about to fall asleep, and then you know forget about it the next day. Uh, but then, sometimes if I do that enough, it'll stick in my brain, uh, so that the next time that I'm working on a song, it'll uh, find its way into that. Now, how you you've got a full time job, you've got a life, you've got. <laughs> You got stuff that you're responsible for. How much time does it take to put an album like this together? I know you've been working on it for 10 years, but yeah. uh, does it? if you have the material, does it take a long time for you to put it together? You know, um, it could go really quickly uh, or it could go quite slowly. It all just depends on, you know, uh, what your setup is and uh, um, how much time you've got on your hands and, you know, who all you got involved. So, um, it could take a, a long time like it did for us, or it could be really quickly. And so we're hoping actually that the second full length album will be out next year uh, in 2025, um, because we've learned so much from recording this that uh, I think it's going to be um, a lot quicker next time around. And I've already got like five, six songs in the can, so ready to go um, to record. So so that means that you've got uh, a set of like 15 songs that you can you can pull out and and like with oh yeah really, yeah we did it on the 19th at that's the right yeah new frontier lounge that is correct and um kevin uh you wanted to take a break so i didn't want it to interrupt that i just didn't know if you wanted to intro that uh once we came back from the trailer or go straight to it so um just to keep you on uh track here I want to give you that option to take the break if you like right now. <laughs> You're stepping into your other role as running the show, and I really appreciate that. Why don't we go ahead and do that, take a break real quick, and then when we come back, what I'd like for you to do is I'd love to hear, um, I love the the uh, pacing of the first song that you played with the, with the bass and with the, the drums and, and what you did, or or you pick you pick whatever. If you had to, If you had to pick a single, and I don't know if you did this or if you're going to do this because uh, it's an it's a packaged album now. But if you were to put out a single, I want you to play that song. You got it. OK, we'll be right back after these messages. We're talking with Eric Ryder from the band Battersea. Do you need to boost your sales? Join our partnership program. Each quarter, we promote 10 partner businesses. What will you get? The company will produce one 30-second video for your business. Your website links on positivetalkradio.net and kmmedia.pro. One dedicated podcast or radio show per month. One video Instagram reel. One YouTube short. One 60-second clip for social media taken from your interview, and at least one commercial airplay per show. All podcasts and video commercials are within the fabric of the show and will remain in the show forever. Visit kmmedia.pro to book a consultation today. When you want to say more than words communicate, you can with flowers. Your custom boutique floral studio in Bothell, Washington is anaturaldesign.com, connecting you to nature through the language of flowers. Where your people are is where our flowers are beautiful. Your success is our goal. For being our appreciated listener, you can use promo code PTR20 at checkout to receive 20% off your order. A 
www.naturaldesign.com at your fingertips today. We believe in the power of telling your stories. We want to help yours be seen and heard. At the Pacific Northwest Collaborative Magazine, our purpose is to connect you to your community. Let's begin by celebrating the accomplishments of local artists featured in this brand new digital magazine. Here, you can learn about opportunities to creatively come together and support our local community and neighbors through the gift of art and service. If your business or organization would like to take part in this magazine, message us on Instagram at pnw.collab. You can download our free digital magazine at KM Media Pro today. Thank you to our dedicated fans. We are updating our live on-air schedule to make it super easy for you to hang out with us five days a week, Monday through Friday at 3 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. We broadcast on YouTube, Facebook, and live on Fridays with Kixie 880 AM Seattle Live. You can find our library to binge all the podcast platforms. We can't wait to see you at 3 p.m. Monday through Friday, starting September 4th, Labor Day 2023. And welcome back to Positive Talk Radio. We've got a great special guest today. His name is Eric Ryder, and you've heard his voice. You've heard his stylings before. He's the uh, program director of Kixie and also KKNW. He's also uh, the leader of the band, as it were. Batter C is the name of the band. And uh, we just played a little bit of his music, and we're going to play more in this half hour. Or this is actually uh, 24 minutes. Uh, so I, it's, it's great, Eric. And it sounds like you guys are a together group, which is really great to see. Well, thank you. Yeah, yeah, we have a good time. And how often do you guys get together? And at whose house do your neighbors complain about when you guys get together <laughs> and play? Luckily, um, I I have a basement studio where we rehearse, uh, so I've done my best to kind of soundproof it. So I haven't had a complaint from the neighbors just yet, uh, thankfully. Um, used to practice uh, at my old house, which was uh, not in the basement, but, uh, you know, oddly enough, we, we never had a complaint. And in fact, I had a couple people stop uh, me on the street and say that they had been listening outside, you know, like standing in the alley and enjoyed our stuff. Uh, so I was like, okay, well, I, I think we should keep going then. If uh, random passerbys are, are going to be down with it, then I, I guess I'll keep going. You're positively affecting the community without even knowing it. Sometimes that's all you need, right? <laughs> that's that's right. And now you have been doing this for a long time. Is it your? Is it really your underlying passion? Because I, I love the fact that you, you know, you're a very successful man uh, professionally and personally. And then you have this this hobby that you do that you're also successful at um, it, it. You run out of time occasionally, I would think. But you're it's, it's great that you're following your passion. I mean, absolutely. Uh, uh, you know, speaking of the running out of time, why do you think it took 10 years <laughs> to get an album done? It's because, yeah. I, we like, we all the, of the band have full-time jobs and, uh, you know, and relationships and hobbies and all kinds of stuff that get in the way, uh, even when, you know, this is the thing that we love the most. Um, so, you know, and, and again, with no record company breathing down our neck, it's not like, you know, we, we have to grind stuff out. We do it because we love it. So, 
um, yeah, and not having the pressure it can be a really good thing. And have you been singing as long as you've been playing, or is that a newer thing? Yeah, I've I've been singing um, since I was probably uh, you know ten years old or so, um, and I think I've kind of gotten decent at it here in the last couple of years. So, um, <laughs> you know, sometimes it takes time. <laughs> well, I, I think you're more than decent at it. So, oh well, thank uh, you so much. You you've got one of those great voices anyway. And so it's 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 nice to hear you on the radio as much as you do, but but playing the music that you that you are, and I really I really hope that this album does well. In fact, I was just thinking that uh, if you want to, um, rather than me play the same uh, piece of music that I do to bring back the show, we can do snippets of your stuff if you want to do that. I'd be happy to to host that if you wanted to do that, but that's up to you. Sure, yeah, we can figure that out later. Okay. Uh, now, um, going into the break, I was saying that we would play a song that if you were to make a single out of it, that the one of the ones that you are just so proud of, and I know you're proud. It's like having children, isn't it? I not ha ever having children. Um, I, I can't say for sure, but yeah, if I had to, you know, when I had multiple pets choose between one of them, I, I definitely couldn't have done that. Uh, but, uh, yeah, with the songs, I, I have to kind of go with, you know, what's been the best audience reaction, I think on stuff. And, um, like the other band members, as we write this, like, oh, that I really like that, or that's got a great hook or something like that to make me kind of think, oh yeah, uh, this maybe potentially has potential. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, and, um, I think we've got a, a few songs on here that could potentially, you know, receive some radio play outside of this interview um at some point fingers crossed well i sincerely hope so and uh by the way because a lot of people have thought about being a rock star including me but i don't have this i can't sing and i can't play and i can't write anything so hence, it's never I'm too not, late to learn <laughs> that's true oh yo, no it is for me for me i'm just happy doing what i'm doing but what's it like getting on stage, setting up your stuff, making sure that the, everything is in tune, and then turning around and looking at the audience and starting to play your stuff. What's the feeling like? I, you know, um, I got to say that part uh, I don't like so much. <laughs> I I have stage fright, um, and, uh, you know, and, and I've when we're trying to set up equipment and something is not working exactly how it should as quickly as it should, that feels like the most pressure that I ever feel doing music. Uh, and so I, I can't say I enjoyed that so much, but once we start playing and get, you know, maybe midway through the first song or even in the second song and it's going well, that's a great feeling. Um, especially when you can see like the crowd kind of vibing on it uh, and enjoying it that that feels great that that makes it worth the other stress you know well especially since it's something that you wrote and right. they are you know <laughs> but but i gotta i gotta tell you ringo Starr has got the same problem he gets stage fright to this day the man's 81 right and he gets stage fright, so that's why he has to run onto the stage if you ever go to his concert you'll see him run onto the stage so he doesn't say no i'm not going <laughs> maybe i'll try that next time <laughs> well you then gotta I'll trip and fall and die but 
You don't, you don't want to do that. Well, I'll leave it to you, young man. Play and uh, let's play a song. Give us a little background for it, and then uh, let's play one. Sounds good. Um, so this is a song called Evergreen, and uh, I think this may be the poppiest of our songs. And it's really just um, about, uh, you know, when I was growing up, um, you know, I used to like kind of daydream uh, about a place um, that I would kind of see in my mind. You know, if, if I close my eyes, I would um, like see like a place that I didn't know existed. Um, I, you know, I thought it was just an imaginary place. And then when I moved up here to Western Washington, uh, I, I kind of found that place. You know, I, I saw what I had seen in my mind as a kid growing up or just imagining a, uh, imagining a beautiful place to be. Um, and I kind of found that here in Washington. And so that's basically what this song is about. It's just about finding that place that you love. And it's about regional pride, I guess. Perfect. And the name of the song is it's Evergreen. Evergreen. Yep.
Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> that was really good. And you've got a great voice. Oh, thank you so much. I, I, I love the, I love how tight the band is and how together it is. And uh, the, the, the bass player, you're right. He's very talented. Yeah, yeah. Um, Nate Marshall, he's been playing with me for, uh, I want to say, 11 years now or so. Um, and, uh, yeah, we've just got a great uh, um, musical relationship, I guess. <laughs> you know? And, and you as a lead guitarist are really good, too, by the way. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I mostly play rhythm guitar, uh, especially live. And then um, I overdubbed um, some lead guitar on the album just to flesh it out. Um, so that's 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 really good. And and so I appreciate that. It did, now we're gonna let's see. We've got uh, um, about ten minutes left on the show. Do we? Can we do one more song before we go? Is that possible? Yeah, He's looking now. He's <laughs> looking to see. I, I'm actually using a CD player and like it's the nineties. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to kind of step over to that. Um, yeah, we absolutely can do that. Uh, and, uh, a lot of songs on here. So, um, just trying to sh choose shorter ones, I guess, uh, cause we've got a, a few epics that are between six and seven minutes long. So we won't play, um, those full tunes here. Uh, but I've got another song that I, I think, if we were to have singles, this would be one of them. And in fact, we're working on a video for it. So um, this one is called Bell's Palsy. Bell's Palsy. That's really good. And so and just so you know, I, I, I was a DJ back when they had turntables. So CDs were like the newest thing back then. Right. <laughs> so, so anyway, Eric, tell us about this song. Um, so, uh, you know, I actually had Bell's palsy, uh, a couple times and, you know, it, it's a, uh, something that can kind of happen to you anytime in your life. Um, and it's, it's, they still don't know exactly what causes it, but basically it's just one of your side of your face just droops, um, and stops responding. So you look kind of weird, <laughs> basically, thankfully it's not all that painful, um, but it is very surprising, like when you suddenly wake up and can't control half of your face. Um, and, and that happened to me, uh, and I thought it was an, uh, an allergy or something. Um, and then I went to the doctor and turns out it was Bell's palsy. And then I want to say two or three years later, the other side, uh, did it. Um, and so, you know, that was surprising <laughs> as well. Um, but thankfully, you know, they, in, in modern medicine, uh, gave, uh, you know, uh, can help with it. And so if you have this issue, then do go see a doctor, um, see some, get some urgent care. Yep. Um, and, uh, so uh, thankfully with some antibiotics and stuff, I was back to normal within a month. Um, but the, the whole process just made me think about getting older, um, and how, you know, our bodies can kind of turn on us a little bit <laughs> as we age and it's, you know, it's a natural thing, but it is something that definitely happens to pretty much everybody. And so that started me thinking, uh, about life and, you know, again, about our bodies. Um, and so that's what the song is about. It, it doesn't really relate to Bell's palsy, but I just like the name. So went with that. Well, very nice. By the way, as far as aging goes. You just wait, young man. Just <laughs> wait. Believe me, I, you know, I, I, I am already aging <laughs> quite a bit. Uh, I feel it, and uh, 
you know, I mean, all we can do is kind of, you know, um, try our best to be healthy and, you know, and try and enjoy life while we still have it. So, which was one of the reasons we really wanted to put the, put out our album, um, regardless of whether it was going to sell a a million copies or not, just because we wanted to do it, you know? So, well, it's going to sell a lot of copies and, and that's by the way when we come back because we need to play this but i would love to know where the name shooting day for night came from sure all right well here's bell's palsy
that'll be the radio edit here since uh, we're running out of time, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, and that is a hit. Uh, you have the Positive Talk Radio stamp of approval. That one is definitely <laughs> a hit. It's got great Thank harmonies you. to it and a great beat, and uh, I like it a lot. It's really cool. I appreciate that. And the name Shooting Day for Night. Yes. Um, well, uh, do you know what Shooting Day for Night means? I haven't got a clue. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so um, so it, in the old days when they were shooting film, uh, shooting movies and TV shows, they didn't shoot nighttime scenes at night. They would shoot uh, nighttime scenes during the day, and then they would put a filter over it. Um, to make it look like it was night. So you've got some real interesting uh, scenes from old movies and TV that look kind of weird uh, at nighttime. And for me, I just use it as a metaphor of something being not quite real. So um, it's also a lyric in one of our songs called Hidden in Plain Sight. Uh, but that was the idea, that it's something not quite real, um, something slightly otherworldly. And before we go, because we've run out of time, but I want to make sure that go to Positive Talk Radio, the YouTube channel, and click on that video and this show that we just are completing now. And let's make it go viral for Eric so that he can get lots of sales for Battersea. We can all do that together, I think. You are too kind, sir. And I want to thank everybody for being here. We'll be back on Monday. And by the way, remember, be kind to one another because each other's all we got. Go to Positive Talk Radio, the YouTube channel, and, and listen to that. That's great. Thanks, Kevin. Thank you, sir. Have a great weekend.